Comrades and neighbors, and welcome to Last Minute Politics. My name is Pepper Coyote, and I run the worst researched news and politics show on the internet. <laughs> Today I am by myself. That's correct. I am solo operating at this time. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today, and freaking all of them are current events. How's it been going, my friends? I know I cannot hear you, but I, I like to I like to imagine kind of like a spirit bomb. You could you can send you can send how it's going at me mentally. Think about how it's going. Hold that thought in your mind. Now send it through your Wi-Fi to me here in the past. I want to open up with discourse. <laughs> so so Twitter has various discourses, right? And there's all kinds of like you have furry Twitter and you have black Twitter and you have sewing Twitter and you have anime Twitter and you have, so communist Twitter, capital C communist, like the people who yeah, <laughs> you can tell by how low of uh, like rep- reply rates that. Maybe that's why I find it so refreshing. When discourse happens on capital C communist Twitter, the most you'll get like this has 370 retweets, which is a lot, but <laughs> that that's about as big and as viral as the discourse gets. It's a smaller group of people is what I'm getting at. And so here is the meme that started the discourse. You got the like the what are they? They're, it's not rage comic faces anymore. It's the like more realistic rendered head crying person chat. If you know what these memes are called, are they Wojacks? They're just all Wojacks. Like that whole art style is just referred to as Wojacks now. I'm pasting into the chat so everybody looking can actually see the thing. But we have on one hand, you have two crying communist hat people who are saying, no, you can't vote for Democrats. The two bourgeois parties are literally the same. And then you have a, the CPUSA, the Communist Party USA symbol next to uh, uh, another, another guy, a happier looking gentleman with a ballot box. And the text says, the Democrats may suck, but my own sense of moral superiority is not more important than protecting my comrades who are women, LGBT, and non-white from GOP fascists. And on its face, especially if you were talking to me two years ago, I would like agree with this meme. I would retweet it and I'd be like, yes, we cannot let our own sense of moral superiority, like I can't just to prove a point, allow the fascists to take office. So here is a, instead of trying to like, Instead of trying to spin my web of an argument about this, we're going to quote some Lenin, baby. Because these are capital C communists, right? These are people who supposedly respect the works, who have based their entire, uh, who support an economic system developed by Karl Marx, put into practice by V.I. Lenin, right? Marxists, Marxist-Leninists. So here's Lenin talking about a thing. And remember that what he writes is based on what Marx wrote. These aren't his new ideas. Marx, I can find a quote of the exact same thing. <laughs> he says the same thing. I just like how he distills it here. In all bourgeois countries, the parties which stand for capitalism, i.e. the bourgeois parties, came into being a long time ago. And the greater extent of political liberty, the more solid they are. And when he says political liberty, he means like the right to vote and how far it's been extended. Freedom in the USA is, yeah, you didn't think Lenin wrote about the US. Uh, Freedom in the USA is most complete. For a whole half century since the Civil War over slavery in 1860, 1865, 
Two bourgeois parties have been distinguished there by remarkable solidity and strength. The party of the former slave owners is called is the so-called Democratic Party. The Capitalist Party, which favored the emancipation of the uh, <laughs> old old word for African Americans, not the worst one, but we don't say, uh, has developed into the Republican Party. And you know our titles have switched because in the '60s they had the Southern Strategy, where uh, Republican strategists just straight out uh, like openly said, this isn't conspiracy, hey, let's just swap and go after racist people instead, because we're losing votes, and the Democrats have the South, we're going to go after just assholes on purpose, we're going to go behind the Klan, we're going to have people like literally in Klan robes making speeches, <laughs> like that's that's how we're doing it, and it worked really well, so I mean, uh, how, how can you fault them uh, strategically? <laughs> Since the emancipation of the African Americans, the distinction between the two parties has been diminishing. The fight between these two parties has been mainly over the height of customs duties, or as we would say today, tax rates. Their fight has not had any serious importance for the mass of the people. The people have been deceived and diverted from their vital interests by means of spectacular and meaningless duels between the two bourgeois parties. This so-called bipartisan system prevailing in America and Britain has been one of the most powerful means of preventing the rise of an independent working class, i.e. genuinely socialist party. So, I don't even want to make arguments about current day exactly what's happening politics, and depending on where you live locally, it might be actually important, it might actually mean something to vote in one of your local, wherever you live. Your individual conditions might be different. You might even have an actual socialist candidate, not a not a DSA person who's going to just become a member of the squad at best and do whatever Nancy Pelosi says at best. At worst, they become a, like our senator, Kirsten Cinema, who goes from a black block, like like full-on anarchist-looking, I'm out here, I'm going to change the world with pro street protests, and look at me, uh, to now doing fundraisers along with Mitch McConnell, and uh, she's almost definitely going to switch her party affiliation for her re-election because she would just be massacred even here in Arizona. So, if you're going to tell me that I need to vote for Kirsten Cinema, or I am uh, somehow abandoning my LGBTQ comrades, I, uh, I would like you to examine how ridiculous that is. But you can go back... Over a hundred years, really, at this point, like just over a hundred years, I mean, that's when Lenin's writing about this stuff. If the Democrats wanted to accomplish their stated goals, they would have done them by now. Republicans do accomplish their stated goals, and that is really the difference in the parties, is that you are provided with one of two aesthetic options to vote for capitalism. You can vote for the nice, in huge air quotes, nice, uh, I guess inclusive, they would say, the inclusive version of, of the Capitalist Party, where they have m many different uh, demographics represented. Or you can vote for the party that says, yeah, fuck them, we're going to kick their ass, and whoever you don't like, we're going to make up a group of people, and we're going to beat them up, and you're going to love it, and we're... <laughs> Do you want the overt version of capitalism or the covert uh, version of capitalism? And that's the argument that Lenin is making here. I just saw online, a, it was a magazine from 1966, and it was like, Medicare for all? <laughs> Coming up this election season. They have been dragging out the same excuses as to why you need to vote for them since before even my parents were uh, able to vote. 
if you have local elections where it makes sense for you to vote in them, absolutely vote. I'm going to take away that if. If you want to vote, vote. I think I actually think people probably should be voting because there are things on your ballots that definitely matter. I have, uh, I mean, just, just short term. There's there's all kinds of like ballot budget overrides to fund public schools here. There's all kinds of. I mean, that's how we got legal weed. Uh, local propositions, yeah, those are all probably more deserving of your vote than. I didn't even get options. Like I, li- I live in Arizona. I don't know who also there lives out in red states. I got my ballot. It looked like a comedy. There were multiple positions, and this this isn't saying like oh some little hunky do- hunk oh, podunk uh, the the mayor of Third Street or whatever here in Phoenix. This is our national representatives, like the district I live in for Congress, the national Congress, not the state, not state Congress, not my state representative, my representative who goes to Washington for me, not my senator, my representative in the House. I did not receive an option for anyone to vote for because the Democrats simply aren't running anyone. In other states, they're backing Republican candidates. I mean, they're doing that in, uh, isn't it like Utah? Utah, they're not supporting any Democrat or any progressive whoever. They're they're throwing their money behind this random independent who is running as like a centrist Republican. Like the degree to which this is a play, this is controlled opposition, this is two people getting up and pretending to fight for your interest when in reality they are fighting over who gets to be the representative of capital? Their constituents are capitalists. Recent study coming out that the bottom 90% of wealth holders in this country have zero effect on policy they've studied. There's no correlation. I mean, you can't really prove causation necessarily, but when you go with what is popular in the bottom 90% of wealth in this country, which definitely includes everybody listening to this show, if you're in the top 10% and listen to this, why? Oh, you must be my CIA agent or his boss who's <laughs> checking this out whether or not to bomb my house. If you are in the bottom 90% of incomes in the U.S., of wealth holders, you have zero, zero provable effect on policy. Over and over, stuff that is popular with 80, 90% of the country, like free and open internet, Medicare for all polls, like what, 60 some percent, even with Republicans, people who think they hate they hate that stuff and don't want healthcare, people who think that public healthcare would ruin the entire world, even the majority of them want it. It does not even get a vote. It does not even get considered. Our strongest, most progressive Democratic uh, Party representatives uh, in, in power do nothing. Over and over, the squad, people who uh, get elected saying that they are going to make big sweeping change, people who go out and say, defund the police, we're going to campaign. They get nothing done. They get less than nothing done. They vote for the giant military budgets. They vote for our own subjugation. They increase the power of fascists. <laughs> They're going to be the first ones to disarm regular ass people like us and the last ones to disarm uh, the police <laughs> or literal actual fascists. <laughs> On the local level, there are definitely arguments that I would entertain, and I would never call you stupid for voting. I would never say don't vote. I would never say uh, that you're making things worse by voting. No, that would be blaming the working class for their own problems, and I don't, I don't believe that's how things work. However, I would think very hard about whose campaign you are supporting. I would think really hard before you tell someone else that they are uh, any of the things I just said for not voting for like Joe Biden, for instance, we're, we're going to go from this like Joe Biden sucks party that we've been having for the last two years to, well, you know, if you don't vote for Joe Biden, you're literally putting kids in cages. And then you will point out, well, no, you see kids in cages actually increased uh, under Biden. You didn't really stop any of that. And they will say, shut up. My hands are in my ears. I will not listen to what you're saying. It doesn't seem to matter what the actual policy is or how things go while these people are in charge. 
it only seems to matter whether they are on the blue team or the red team. And I guess I'm just kind of sick of people telling me it's any deeper than that. So what do I think about electoralism in general and its ability to like, what if we had a strong communist party or a capital S actual socialist party, a workers party like Lenin's talking about here, an independent working class, i.e. genuinely socialist party. What if they're running candidates in your area? What if you have an actual communist running for uh, running for office near you? Holy shit, go vote for them, campaign for them, do whatever you can. Like, I absolutely, if you are trying to vote in a revolutionary person who actually is advocating for change, it can't be within the Democratic Party, though, and that's where people are going to be like, ah, Pepper, you're being wishy-washy now. We have seen what happens when revolutionary, in giant air quotes, candidates get in. That's what the squad is. The Democratic Party, it's not that these people are bad. It's not that I'm saying that, like, AOC is herself the Wicked Witch and she's ruining the country. It's not her. She entered the machine. Bernie Sanders, our favorite guy, now just walks around and tells people to vote for Democrats. He goes for these most like boring, lowball policies. And I like, I'm sure in his mind, he's like, I'm an old man. I'm doing everything I possibly can with this little bit of a platform I now have, this popularity, no, this notoriety I now have. But provably, if you look around the country, the things don't get done. The policies that we want don't happen, and the things we don't want to have happen continue to happen. Our military budget continues to balloon. We keep having infinite money to go bomb random countries. Frickin' the Dominican Republic's doing shit in Haiti right now, right after Kamala Harris left. Like, oh god, what's going on over there? And you know who voted, who voted or will soon vote for the funding to make this kind of shit happen all over the world? Bernie Sanders, uh... <laughs> <laughs> AOC, Rashida Tlaib, all of them. They are in the Democratic machine. We all saw the live footage of AOC trying to vote present, wasn't it? She was trying to vote no on a thing, and you, you see uh, Pelosi come over and have a really heated conversation, and then you see AOC walk away literally in tears and change her vote. It's not always that blatant and obvious, but the best we seem to be able to hope for, if you have the claws of the Democratic, the blue version of the bourgeois party in you, no one seems to be able to resist that. No one seems to be able to act against that. And anyone who tries either loses their election or disappear. <laughs> I do believe that electoralism has function. I would never say never vote. I would never say, oh, voting just brings us, voting brings us farther away from the revolution. But if you're going to have voting be the solution, your votes must be for a revolutionary working class party or you are just wasting your time. You're doing damage control and it's not even really damage control because if we're putting the 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 national politicians the main representatives of the democratic party they only hurt us they make things worse or best case they provide cover for other people making things worse behind the scenes and i have all of american history uh, to reference for that the only progress that we've made under democrats are when the working class gets together and just demands the heck out of it like the only reason we have a weekend is because people fought and died in chicago for the right to have a weekend Heck, we, we seem to have gay marriage because Joe Biden accidentally said on TV that we were going to do it. And then Obama's like, ah, fuck, okay, we got to do that now. <laughs> or we rely on the whims of an unelected Supreme Court to maybe do the right, the quote, right thing. <laughs> what do you think about electoralism? I do want a conversation about this because it's going to go on for the rest of your lives. Let's read a bit of the meme responses. So remember that meme where they're saying, the, the main point they're doing is that uh, if you hold my position, that they say that I am uh, trying to attain a sense of moral superiority by not voting for Democrats, that I think I'm better than you for not voting for, for voting for or not voting for Joe Biden. I argue that that's, that's kind of a projection thing, <laughs> is then when, when shit goes really, really bad, 
Uh, you can then hold the, quote, moral superiority of, well, at least I voted for Kazar, or whatever the Simpsons joke is between the two aliens who go and become the Democrat and Republican uh, candidates for president. They can, that's what they're saying. It's like, oh, well, at least I voted for Biden. So then if whoever's in office, they can sit back and hold a sense of moral superiority because they did the tiniest, most token, most controlled version of political expression in the U.S., which is voting. It is entirely controlled who you get to vote for, when you get to vote, how you get to vote, what kind of ID you need to vote. (laughs) It's the most controlled form of opposition possible. The most controlled, like, here, toddler, we're going to put you in this padded room. Have a tantrum. That's kind of what voting seems to be. Meme responses. Let's see. Check the quote teats. Quote teats. Check the quote tweets. So here's one that I like. Uh, this is uh, I'm, I'm just not going to say who's saying the things because who fucking cares? Uh, a real communist party wouldn't allow, let alone encourage, this type of post, uh, let alone using it as a membership drive to attract more liberals into the party as is done in the follow-up post because it's for CPUSA, Communist Party USA. It's, they're using it as an ad. Uh, the U.S. left must break with the Dems and form a left coalition to make progress. I agree. <laughs> a lot of people are just like, stop calling yourself communists. <laughs> I see everyone fighting about this in the replies and quotes, but my hot take is it's best to vote for socialists and communists at local levels. The more leftists at the bottom, well, you just fucked up there. Communists, yes. But a lot of people who call themselves leftists usually are not socialists and communists. But I agree with the first sentence here, and I think the 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 gist of the meaning of what they're saying here. Voting for Dems is just staving off reactionary people. Kinda, but I think Dems are also reactionary. They just, they're just the, the other brand of reactionism. This is idiocy. Biden is proposing 100,000 additional cops. The Democrats are in power right now, and what have they done to protect marginalized people? Question mark. They won't even pass a law protecting the right to vote for their own party. Great point, random Twitter person. <laughs> want to move on to a different topic and that is how the media we consume gets funded because i mean the, you know, everybody hears the you are not immune to propaganda line over and over and i believe that no one is immune to propaganda and if the, we're just immune to we, we become immune to old forms of propaganda like we look at stuff from the 50s and be like ha 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 how could anyone ever fall for this and i don't think necessarily that many people did but you know propaganda gets more and more sophisticated and uh under capitalism, like in the West, in America, in the U.S. here, the way we get propagandized, I don't, I don't know if everyone fully sees it, but I want to talk about it for a bit. And I was watching, there's a YouTube person I like called Renegade Cut. They are uh, an avowed atheist, so we don't... Not, <laughs> I mean, they are an avowed atheist, and we probably, we probably don't have a lot of conflict on that front. They are uh, an out-and-proud uh, anarchist. That's the other A word. So we don't necessarily agree politically on everything, but we're, uh, we, we, we agree on uh, a lot of things. <laughs> they bring up a point in their most recent video. It, it's called Democrat Twitter, and they go through all of the uh, basically astroturfed weird Twitter accounts that uh, blindly support, it's like blue MAGA, it's MAGA people, but they're Democrats, like just, just, uh, oh, our dear leader Biden, and whatever he does, we love, (laughs) not that everyone who supports Biden is like that, but those people do exist, the ones who will look at the kids in cages under Biden and say, no, 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 those are simply migrant detention facilities, and think that's an actual response, you know, my aunt, your aunt, everybody's weird, (laughs) everybody's one uncle that (laughs) wears like an I'm with Joe, an I'm with her pin, (laughs) 
<laughs> still. Okay, here's a point they make, and this, it's going to play for a bit because uh, I think it's valuable and worth listening. I'm going to link this, the entire video, in the description if you want to see the rest of it, and I recommend it. It's a good video. Majid Padelan boasts an impressive Twitter account with over 1 million followers. He calls himself Brooklyn Dad. Brooklyn Dad spent his time advocating for Joe Biden, demanding that Bernie Sanders drop out, and casting doubt on the women that Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed and groped. However, Brooklyn Dad is mostly known for his affiliation with a political action committee. For the uninitiated, a political action committee, or PAC, is a tax-exempt organization that campaigns in favor of a political candidate or political cause. After it receives its donations, the PAC then transfers a limited amount of those funds to its stated candidate or cause and then uses the rest to advertise its candidate or cause. PACs have a history of being helpful to unions, but PACs in the 21st century largely exist to shuffle money around and get around campaign finance regulations. PACs are only superficially independent, and any declaration of PACs having only non-connected affiliation with a candidate is naive. Ever since the Supreme Court decision of Citizens United v. FEC, many of the regulations that kept PACs in some semblance of order have been rescinded. Conservative justices decided that money is free speech, a statement that would not be out of place in dystopian social fiction. So who is Brooklyn Dad in all this? In 2021, it was discovered that a political action committee paid him over $57,000 in the 2020 election cycle and over $12,000 in the current election cycle. In total, nearly $70,000 that we know of. The political action committee paying him is called Really American PAC, which sounds like something a Martian would call its covert organization on Earth, but all PACs have names like that. Really American PAC saw Brooklyn Dad's defenses of multiple criminal sex allegations and said, what an opportunity, and started paying him tens of thousands of dollars to ramp it up on behalf of Biden. This is because Brooklyn Dad had an air of authenticity and writes his tweets with a certain flavor that might make Joe Biden seem cooler than he actually is. Brooklyn Dad has pushed back, claiming that he disclosed these payments by declaring himself a senior advisor to Really American Pack in his Twitter profile, eventually. From his perspective, he has been upfront about these payments. However, there are two problems here. First, he changed his Twitter profile to reflect his affiliation with this pack sometime after he started getting paid. Open Secrets shows his payments began on July 13th, 2020. The Wayback Machine on the Internet Archive shows that the next day, July 14th, he had made no such disclosure. The earliest record of his affiliation can be found around the end of the month. Second, this disclosure did not really disclose anything in the first place. Senior advisor is a meaningless title and says nothing of the reality of the relationship or compensation. He's not advising anything, he's tweeting. He's being paid to tweet pro-Biden propaganda and defend Biden from accusations in a way that appears organic and not prompted by money. But it's not organic and it is prompted by money. He did not disclose anything meaningful by changing a word in his Twitter profile. His compensation was not discovered until 2021, and he was not the one who brought it to the public's attention. An advertisement for a political action committee must disclose its origins. Here's an example. Winning our future is responsible for the content of this message. However, a PAC can get around this by paying social media influencers and giving them meaningless titles. That way, they are simply employed by the pack, and their tweets are not legally official advertisements, even though, you know, these tweets are functionally exactly that. 
Third, even if we all concede that everything is above board, and that the FEC and Open Secrets both have it wrong, and that Brooklyn Dad actually did not get paid until after his Twitter profile half-disclosure, and that his senior advisor title is more meaningful than we know, that does not really change the fact that his commentary cannot possibly be taken seriously. He is paid by a political action committee that exists almost exclusively to promote a politician. If you support Joe Biden, then cool, go for it, I guess. But that is not entirely what's happening here. Every tweet is a paid advertisement for the President of the United States that does not need to disclose that it is a paid advertisement for the President of the United States. So, I know that was a lot of stuff to get through, but it kind of covers a lot of what I'm talking about. If you watch the rest of this video, it's called Democrat Twitter for a reason, where it goes after astroturfing i think i'm using the term astroturfing you're correct uh they want the appearance of i say they and that could it doesn't necessarily mean just the democrats this is really any capitalist who is trying to spread a message or really do an advertisement they are trying to convey authenticity like things that people value in youtubers like the, the reason that everybody online has to pretend like hi it's us and our friends Whoa. and it's not hi i'm doing a performance for money i'm providing a service uh that is valuable to a certain capitalist who then pays me to do this uh, the reason we don't like that—that that makes ineff less effective advertising. So they're looking for people who appear authentic, seem like they're just out there doing stuff for fun. I'm just a guy on Twitter saying things on Twitter. Here are my opinions. A lot of people agree with my opinions. Woo! Uh, YouTube has the exact same thing going on. He just went through a, a kind of a whole case study with the account Brooklyn Dad, one particular Twitter account. They aren't the the worst thing in the world that needs to be taken down at all costs. They are not the death star of, of current neoliberal marketing uh, for the Democratic Party, but they are a good, kind of an easily provable example. If you pull that over to not just Twitter, heck, every bit of media that you consume, especially that is personality driven, I'm not saying you have to suddenly become a paranoid tinfoil hat person, but you should think about these things. You are not immune to propaganda, especially propaganda that you do not realize you are consuming, or especially when it's just like mixed in a little bit into an otherwise innocuous, totally fine thing. Now it's like you'll watch 90% complete, like, yeah, fine, good information. And then 10%, oh, I got a sneak, I got a sneaker corporate message in there right at the end. Nebula, Curiosity Stream. I watch a lot of YouTubers who are sponsored by and on either Curiosity Stream or Nebula. Curiosity Stream is like owned by Nebula. Nebula is like a, a, a network that, I don't know, streaming shit. This, this vertical nested doll integration of all these streaming services. I watch various people who are either sponsored by them or on. Well, yeah, they're sponsored by them. They're on them. Not everything that is on Curiosity Stream is like, oh, evil, run away. Your brain will be rotted if you watch this. Like, a lot of people are like, movie reviews, media stuff, jokes, goofs, memes, probably relatively harmless. If you're taking socialism, like lessons in ideology and Marxism from people who are nebula-backed uh, creators, I think you should have some pause. Think about it. Be careful in uh, be careful in what you just take as gospel truth. This is why reading the quote classics is extremely important because you're getting the information unfiltered. You should just go read actual Marx. You should just go read actual Lenin if you want if you want to understand what socialism, communism is, especially as an economic model. That's what we're really talking about here. I don't really give a shit if everybody thinks socialistically. I want the means of production to be owned by the people who operate them. That's the thing I actually care about. Not symbolism. <laughs> Nebula has on its board 
capitalists, <laughs> like people who who's have vested interest in maintaining the status quo as it is now. People who are trying to push forward policies that make sure that the working class is not able to attain power, that we aren't able to run our own country. That doesn't mean that everything they put out is going to be some uh, comical witch's brew of evil. The Congress of Cultural... Congress for Cultural Freedom? Uh, government thing, entity, set up in the 50s, whose purpose was to put out, you know, magazines, I think like Jacobin Magazine eventually comes out of this, uh, where they weren't saying don't be a communist, they weren't saying don't be a socialist, they were actually saying, no, we are the socialists, but then what they would teach is, well, it's social democracy, it's just liberalism. <laughs> they would do like, oh, we're, we're liberalism, but nice. We're capitalism, but friendly. Be Norway. Be Sweden. Where we'll be slightly nicer to our domestic workers through the exploitation of people who live outside of the imperial core. So in the 50s, Co Congress for Cultural Freedom, they would put out programs, plays, music. They would sponsor things uh, that had revolutionary appearing aesthetics. Like, oh, this stuff that I would probably get into if I was just coming out of college and, again, have not actually read anything. I'm just kind of basing it on, ah, oh, you seem like a cool person. Yeah, that's a nice thing. I would like that thing. Everyone should have food. Hooray. Without ever getting into the nitty-gritty of, like, okay, so what policies would lead to the results that we all have in common? I think that that practice never stopped, and the modern version of it are things like YouTubers being funded by not just Nebula. There's tons of organizations. You can get more blatant and find YouTubers who are funded by Democratic PACs. An example that hurt me when I first heard about it, because, I again, these are YouTubers that I like. I enjoy their content, and I am, again, not immune to propaganda, and I'm not immune to the tiniest bit of subconscious, like, parasocial relationship. It feels like, oh, these are my friends, and they agree with me, and we all have similar thoughts, and if we met, we would totally, like, be able to hang out and agree and talk about politics and not, you know, have constructive arguments. Uh, Abigail Thorne. Abigail Thorne, better known as Philosophy Tube on YouTube, has been provably tied, not tied to, they even say in their video, they're funded by the UK's Royal Institution. Like, they receive government funding. Does that mean that the government hands them a script and they read it like it's 1984, and if they don't, there's a gun off screen and they're executed? Like, no, that is probably not what's happening. It's probably similar to the Brooklyn Dad situation that we just went through. In the, uh, in the Renegade Cut video. They are on the payroll. They publish content that supposedly either... They're, they're even more open about it. Or they'll say, oh, this was done in collaboration with. If you think that means that the UK government did not have some kind of final cut approval over the videos that go out, you are deluding yourself. I'm not claiming that they're, that Abigail Thorne is sitting in Parliament with everybody else making decisions, or like the Queen is calling them, well, the dead Queen, the King, the King is calling them up, the Prince, I don't know, he's a King now, right? The King's calling her up, being like, Abby, we need you to, do, we need you to say this and this. I don't think that's how it works, but your scripts are guided in a certain way. It could be as much as a, mm, I don't know, maybe you could, whoa, whoa, like, there's some little editing help. You pick up the social cues of what does my boss want from me, and you make content, you make, you produce products, you do labor in a way that will make your boss happier. And acting like that isn't an influence is extremely naive. I don't know what the extent of the influence is, but pretending it doesn't exist is dangerous uh, to, if I, if I want to be like taken seriously, <laughs> if, if I want to be able to repeat a thing a person said... <laughs> 
it's hard for me to go around and talk about uh, like repeat points that Abigail Thorne makes. Cause I'm like, Oh fuck, these might be uh, points made by the UK government. I would be just as suspicious if I found out that an American YouTuber was getting funded by the CIA <laughs> or Congress for cultural freedom, kind of like the Congress for cultural freedom was. And there is growing evidence that that happens and has been happening. Don't become a super paranoid person, but keep it in the back of your mind. Explore who funds the thing, who sits on that thing's corporate board, and who funds them. Follow the money. Don't assume everything that comes around and say, hi, we are leftists. Consu We're the young Turks. <laughs> Consume our... They're directly funded by the Democrats, the, the young Turks are. That's why I make fun of the young Turks. They're actually probably a better example than Abigail Thorne. Look at who they get paid by. They will not bite the hand that feeds, or they suddenly will not be on all of your search results. They suddenly won't be algorithmically encouraged onto your timeline. That's the other part of it, is then the people who happen to have this funding from outside sources also happen to perform very, very well in the YouTube and Google algorithms. They're fed to us. I have one more topic, the worst topic, international relations and conflict. So the Nord Stream 2 pipeline and the Nord Stream 1 pipeline, they recently exploded. And everybody who isn't, uh, you know, everybody who doesn't have something to sell you knows that it was sabotaged. Well, it's like provably it's been sabotaged uh, by now. At first, I, had a, I, I just got online like, what is happening with the Nord Stream pipeline? And a couple comments were, hey, don't be too hasty. It might not be, it, it might not have been blown up. It might have just had some some leaks. Like maybe the pressure in there got messed up, kind of like a water main. And oh, it blew up because it had too little pressure or too much pressure. And uh, as has become very clear since it was 100% sabotaged. And now the question is, by who? Without reading anything, I was like, oh. Everybody's gonna. Everybody on in in the West is gonna. Everybody in NATO is gonna say it's Russia, <laughs> and of course they did. Why do I have a hard time believing that one? Well, Nord Stream, uh, Nord Stream Two. It's a it's a pro, a, co, a collaborative project between Germany and Russia, so that Russia can uh, export natural gas to Germany and then the rest of Europe. Germany being a a big old commerce hub and kind of like the gateway to the rest of Europe from anything coming out of Russia. Russia controls, controlled, eh, it's blown up, they still control it, they control the blown up pipeline, uh, and they built the Nord Stream 2, like, themselves. Russian ships built the thing, and Russia controls the on and off valve of the Nord Stream 2. The argument made as to why it would make, why Russia would be incentivized to do this is that it is to put a squeeze on Europe to be like, haha, we will not send you gas and you will have a hard time this winter heating yourselves because you will have no gas. The reason that makes no sense <laughs> is that uh, on one hand, why would they blow up the pipeline instead of just turning it off? They control the valve. Why would they not just turn it off? There's actually other pipelines since then that, yeah, they've just turned off because of kind of a, they're being sanctioned. So they're saying, well, if you're going to sanction us, we aren't going to sell natural gas to you. And they're also, if, if last time I checked, they are asking for these transactions to be done in rubles rather than U.S. dollars, which a bunch of countries are like, we will not do that because it'll piss off America. So why does it make sense for the West or for someone who isn't Russia <laughs> to, to have blown up this pipeline? Well, if Germany cannot get natural gas from Russia, 
who is next in line to make uh, to to be a uh, hey you want to buy some natural gas? Well, it happens to be the United States. I've had people say, Pepper, that's insane. The the United States already cannot produce enough natural gas. Like we're having a hard time producing enough for domestic use, let alone for export to Germany. Uh, and the rest of Europe. And I say, well, we were all there. Uh, we're, we're all here every time Texas, their grid goes down and suddenly there's a, a high demand for fuel and they ramp up prices. Uh, and maybe, maybe possibly that could be an incentive for reducing the natural gas supply to Europe and being a supplier of natural gas. Maybe it would allow them to charge higher prices but you know, I'm I'm just an idiot over here. I don't understand economic incentives. I don't understand why a, why a corporation would want supply to decrease from a competitor while they themselves have something to sell. Maybe I'm running in circles with this. Maybe I'm the one doing 5D chess moves over here. Let's read from Al Jazeera. Link in the chat for people watching on live. Al Jazeera, headline, Russia says Nord Stream pipeline leaks were in U.S. zone. It happened in international waters. That's the other thing that's super weird about the reason that we can't just definitively point to this happened, this happened. It happened in international waters. It was con- it was like right where the U.S. was previously doing, well, a whole, a whole bunch of different countries were, were doing various things. It's international waters. Uh, running either it was drills, like inspections. The U.S. was messing around with some kind of underwater drones, like... All kinds of uh, all kinds of activity in the area. More from Al Jazeera. Russian's foreign ministry has said that leaks on, leaks on the Nord Stream pipeline were uh, in a, a zone controlled by U.S. intelligence services. The RIA Novost, Novosti News Agency reported on Thursday as a fourth leak was reported. In recent days, European Union member states have been investigating sudden and unexplained leaks in the gas pipelines under the sea. We, they're saying leaks because, like, journalistically, that's what you got to say right now. They were blown up. They were the people planted bombs and they, or a rocket was sent at them. Like, it was a violent attack. It's not like, oh, a leak. <laughs> the pipelines link Russia to Germany and have been at the center of geopolitical tensions as Moscow cut gas supplies to Europe in suspected retaliation against Western sanctions following the Ukraine invasion, which I'm not saying that wouldn't happen. It just, why, if you have the off switch, why would you not just turn the off switch instead of blowing up a pipeline that your country has invested billions and billions of dollars into? Washington has rejected previous insinuations from Moscow that it, Washington, was behind the leaks, calling them ridiculous. Russia has said suggestions from European officials that Moscow sabotaged the pipeline, pipelines were predictably stupid. <laughs> Lots of quotes going on here. Of a fourth leak detected, the Swedish Coast Guard said on Thursday after three leaks were confirmed earlier this week, there are two leaks on the Swedish side and two leaks on the Danish side. The official added that the two leaks on the Swedish side are close to each other. Quote, the Swedish Coast Guard did not say why the latest leak appeared days after the initial breaches. Media reported that the latest leak was detected in the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, but the Coast Guard did not confirm this. We're going to go down, and we've, we've had a bunch of interesting tweets about this. Mikhail Ulyanov is a Russian government official. Uh, One of the Western narratives is that Russians are pathological masochists. Their favorite pastimes are to shell themselves at the ZNP, the pipeline, uh, to blow their own pipelines in the Baltic Sea. Ridiculous? Question mark? Yes. Stupid? Yes. (laughs) But a part of the West, but a part of the Western public buy it enthusiastically. And then the 5D chess counter to this is, well, yes, Pepper, of course they blew up their own pipeline because they knew it would look stupid if they blew up their own pipeline. That's why they did it. And it's like, well, this kind of never ends then. 
It's like, well, the U.S. knew that the Russians were... So they knew... <laughs> he knew that he would know that he knew that he knew, and it become It's like a, a plot to a, to a heist movie. It kind of becomes contrived, or at least it becomes, I don't know, less based in reality. All I can look at are material things, incentives, why, who would benefit from an action. I can't make any declarative statements. I'm not going to claim to know what happened because nobody knows exactly what happened, but it sure would be weird if Russia blew up their own pipeline that they built themselves and hold the on-off switch to rather than just turning it off like they did with other pipelines. Oh, Pepper, well, they turned off that pipeline to cover up for blowing up that other pipeline. Well, we can't really reach a conclusion on this line, can we? Then you have the clip uh, in February. I'll just play it. Let me answer the first question first. If Germany, if uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again. Then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. What? What? How will you? How will you do that? Exactly, since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control. We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. So, that's uh, that's Joey Biden talking in February of this year. He's asked by a reporter, he's just asking about Nord Stream, and he says if Russia invades, there will no longer be a Nord Stream 2. And they say, how will you do that since it's Germany's pipeline? And Biden says, I promise you we'll do it. I don't know. That's obviously not definitive evidence. Just because Biden said a thing doesn't mean later that that's exactly what happened. But, uh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Am I just supposed to go, yeah, that doesn't mean anything. That That's completely innocent. He was just having a senior moment. You know what he was saying? Like, am I just supposed to think that means nothing? Like, when the president says things, do we take it seriously or not? <laughs> does it mean anything or does it not mean anything? I like to pretend that it does mean things when the president says things. Biden also said the pandemic's over the other day, and I don't, I don't really believe him on that either. Then you got, oh, who was it? There was another tweet where we have uh, Poland's former foreign and defense minister, Radoslav Zikorski, I think, thanked the United States for damaging the pipeline. Like, he literally just tweeted a picture of like the bubbling water where the pipeline, where the natural gas is coming out. Oh, yeah, hey, guess, guess what? There's a natural gas leak at the bottom of the ocean now, too. Got to bring that thing. They're rebooting everything. They're even rebooting having fossil fuel leaks on the seafloor. <laughs> Remember Gulf Coast? That's what I'm talking about. He, that guy tweeted out, thank you, USA, with a picture of the bubbling water above where the pipeline had been done up. And again, is that like evidence? Is that proof? A lot of people were saying that that was, that, that was sarcastic. <laughs> like, no, he's saying like, oh, people are going to say this is America, so I'm going to tweet this. They deleted it later. Ah, it's not like people forgot they said it. What does that mean? I have very few absolute answers, but I sure have a lot of questions. It seems that if you're going to blame this entirely on, not entirely, if you're going to blame this on Russia, you have to also hold the belief that Russia is just an irrational evil actor. And if that's what you believe, sure, okay. I don't think that any countries are irrational evil actors. I don't think the U.S. is an irrational evil actor if they are the ones who ended up doing the thing or, you know, paid somebody else to do it. I think the action is very much rational in that it would uh, benefit industry. It also keeps the war rolling. It, it seems for, like, people in Europe are getting increasingly anxious over the high, high costs of heating. And in no way does this say everyone needs to love Russia and Vladimir Putin, but Europe is going to have a hard time heating itself and maybe feeding itself, because we got that whole wheat crisis going on out of Ukraine also. Support for 
uh, fighting to the last Ukrainian, I say in huge quotes because that's what leaders have talked about. The support for fighting to the last Ukrainian seems to be going down. And something like this puts a bit of a kibosh on peace. Break. Oh, peace might break out. Got to stop it somehow. I don't know. I don't think that's exact. I, I can't claim that I know that's what happened. But it is a possibility, just like it is a possibility that Russia blew up its own pipeline that it invested billions of dollars into and possessed, possesses the on-off switch to. It's possible they did that as a way, as a false flag to say, look at the U.S. attacking us. We must continue our war, and now we're going to nuke Italy or whatever the hell people say is going to happen. That's it. I have I, I, I have no conclusive statements. What do you think? What do you think's going Who do you think blew up the Nord Stream 2 pipeline? Comment in the... I don't know where you comment. This is a podcast. You can't comment anywhere. That's the best thing about podcasts. Actually, if you want to tell me what you think, you can get on our Patreon or send us an email. Go on patreon.com slash lastminutepolitics. Give us even $1 and you can be here live in the chat. That's how you comment. You pay a dollar, get in the chat, and then tell me live what you think. <laughs> tell me all of your opinions. I have been Pepper Coyote. This has been Last Minute Politics. Goodbye.